Well, hey, hey everyone. Uh, welcome to our Parent Hub Live, our first webcast. Uh, so excited that you have joined us and you're listening in. Trust that uh, tonight there'll be some great information and help and practical guidance for you, because uh, that's our hope. Our hope is to uh, inspire you as parents and help you to parent beyond your capacity. Uh, so as you know, we're sort of in the middle of a crazy, crazy coronavirus uh, thing that's happening. Um, we have done up to this point, we have done eight different podcasts, uh, Jane and myself. And, uh, and so because we couldn't uh, do those podcasts, really, uh, we thought for the time being, why don't we do uh, this webcast it gives you the opportunity to join us. Uh, and so uh, if you are joining us tonight, I would encourage you to participate in uh, the discussion, if you have a question, um, feel free to um, ask ask it. Uh, there's a chat button at the bottom of your screen. Uh, just press that, and you can ask away. Uh, Jane's going to help moderate the uh, discussion there, and so as well. Uh, a little bit, we're going to uh, just throw a poll up. Actually, let's let's get at the poll here now. I'm going to launch this poll. And uh, so you've got an opportunity to um, uh, to throw in your your two cents worth there. Uh, so how are you adjusting to this new reality, uh, this at home reality? Um, you're having a really hard time with the change. Uh, hey, we're making adjustments. We're getting by okay. We're making do. Uh, some of us are adjusting well. Others not as well. And then uh, uh, lastly, we've got this no issues. And so uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, just it gives us a bit of an indication on how you are doing and how your family is adjusting uh, to things. But uh, adjusting to a new norm is about recognizing that things are different. And in this process of change, uh, it's also recognizing that we've lost something, right? Your kids have lost something. You as parents have lost something. Whenever we experience change, major or minor, we have uh, loss and we experience loss, right? And it's okay to grieve. It's okay to uh, feel that loss. And uh, so maybe uh, for your kids, it's uh, loss of going to school or loss of freedom, uh, not being able to go to church, not hanging out with friends, right? Those big and small losses that they experience that maybe you're experiencing, uh, it's, it's okay to grieve that. Uh, and on the other side of grief, as we think of uh, that, uh, it's the other side of that is gratitude. Recognizing that with any change and with any loss, there's some there's some things that uh, that are hard, uh, but there's also things that uh, that we've gained from that loss. And so, uh, little uh, blessings that uh, this sort of distraction has brought us. And um, so, the first question for the group tonight. Uh, thinking through uh, this change and kind of the loss and the grief that comes with it, uh, what's something that you've lost? Maybe something that your kids have uh, said, hey, I miss this or I wish I could do that. Uh, and then on the other side of that, how has this um, change in lifestyle that we're currently experiencing, how has that brought sort of um, a surprise or kind of a blessing that you weren't expecting? Well, I guess I'll go first. Um, 
So I guess in our home, our girls have, especially recently as things have gone on, um, have talked a lot about how they miss their friends and they're actually missing school because of the structure. I know our youngest daughter is, I don't even know what day it is. I don't even know when my bedtime is. So she's kind of a little turned upside down a little bit. And so um, we're realizing that our kids are, are definitely affected by this. Um, I know we were just talking about this, um, about what we're kind of affected by. By, by me personally, I think I've been um, affected by, I'm more of an extrovert. So not being able to be with people in the same way, um, to experience people, to be close with people in the same way, that's actually taking its toll as well on me, I feel like. Um, but the blessing um, that I've noticed is that I'm noticing my kids a little bit differently. And I'm noticing my husband a little bit differently. And I'm noticing myself actually a little bit differently. And I think that has been um, really good. I find myself wanting to kind of get away on my own and have some prayer time or have some quiet time of myself more often, um, kind of to ground myself. And so I think um, there's definitely blessings that are coming out of this in terms of feeling like we're, we're gaining closeness in, in a weird sort of a way. Um, but I'm also becoming more um, um, knowledgeable about what my kids are like, maybe a little bit more, what my husband's like a little bit more. So that's, that's me for that's now. That's where you're at. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I just think about how, so I'm, I'm, I'm more introverted and I was definitely chuckling at all the memes that were going around a week or two ago about, you know, like introverts everywhere just celebrating like, so you mean everything social I have to do for the next two months is canceled. Like, this is incredible. This is right. So there's definitely some, some bit of laughter at that, but um, it also means that I, I'm kind of behind everyone in, in processing emotionally and in real life, like what's actually happening. And so it's been more recently that just some of that, that reality of, like how significant um, all these changes are, what it actually means for individuals and families and societies. Uh, and I, I feel like uh, what, I, what I feel like I'm, I'm losing is, um, and this is probably a good thing, but just losing some of my, my false sense of security, right? This sense of I'm kind of realizing where I've placed security that actually isn't that secure. And, and those things are kind of being stripped away a little bit and rattled a little bit. And so spiritually, that gives me an opportunity to, to bring that back to God and, and realize, okay, I need to align my security back to who God is and who I am in him and, and what that's all about. And so, so that's, that's definitely been, been interesting. Um, and it's, it's giving me a chance to look beyond what, you know, I, again, just thinking that I, I think I try to have a pretty broad worldview and pretty good idea of, of what's happening in our world, but just realizing how how this pandemic is actually affecting different parts of our society and and what it means for for different individuals and um, socioeconomic groups and, and so forth and just trying to uh, empathize trying to, to stand in solidarity where I can trying to realize where like I can't do anything and there's no way I can identify and just kind of lamenting that and realizing how, how some people are being affected by this drastically and, and trying to find ways to, to engage with that so it's mm it's challenging in, in that regard from, from a personal standpoint. Um, but all of those give me opportunities again, because of some of my, my opportunity and, and what I have to be thankful for. Um, it just gives me a chance to actually process that and try to do something in response to it instead of it just be a, a theoretical or academic exercise. This mm -hmm. is real life, right? 
Uh, so for me, uh, my name's Jen, by the way. Um, I think for me, I echo some of what Jamie said. I think um, just having a reflective moment on things that I place my security in and then knowing that they're, they're not as secure as I had thought that they were. Um, for instance, we got home and we're in self-isolation for two weeks and I like to have a full pantry. And uh, before we left, I cleared literally everything out of my house. My freezer was empty, my fridge was empty, everything was empty and got home and was like, oh, <laughs> guess I'm not having food security. So, <laughs> um, but um, I think with everybody all in the house all the time, sometimes uh, if I'm grieving anything, it's just my alone time. Uh, just to find that space to just be more reflective and quiet. Sometimes that's a little trickier, a little harder to get. Or even if I do find it, I feel like I should be making sure everyone else is okay and they're processing. And so, yeah, that's been something that's new. Um, but I am just so thankful because in that process, Jesus's presence is so real because he is the security. He's the rock. He's the safe place. He's the one that like, as this is all happening, I'm like, wow, I had no idea. I was so dependent on you, Jesus, and you don't change and you're not failing. So that part, like I've had this like joy fountain bubbling up inside of me of just like, whoa, I did put some roots down in some good places and there they are. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of neat to see things that are being revealed in the middle of, of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I can totally concur with some of that. Uh, at our house, it's a little bit different probably than all of your houses because it's just my husband and I. So uh, it's very interesting because we're, we're both working from home and um, his, his computer system is ginormous and takes up our entire dining room table and so I am on this little <laughs> two foot by two foot table in the kitchen which we just eat breakfast at and um, anyway it's just a very strange time because I am an extrovert and I I am missing everyone and I uh, thank goodness for FaceTime and Snapchat and stuff like this on the internet or I honestly would probably be start raving mad in a couple of months. So this is really, um, it's nice to see all of your faces and to just chat with people from the outside. Every time there's like a, a new, um, you know, meeting that I have to attend, I'm like, awesome, I get to see people. So it is kind of uh, a different, a different situation. And, uh, and like you said, we, we are so dependent on, on God and so dependent on, on Jesus for each day and I think now we realize that more than ever like I I hate watching the news but I've been glued to it because every time we turn it on um, there's another announcement another change in our in our world in our society in our town in our situation so um, knowing that God foresaw all of this and knew it was coming and was preparing us and will continue to walk along with us is the best part of the whole thing and like you said like Naomi said getting to know yourself in a different way getting to know your spouse getting to know your kids um, my kids miss me and that's really nice actually uh, so you know like so they're we're actually talking more on um, on social media and on Facebook and on uh, 
Snapchat and, you know, FaceTime, the whole thing more often, almost every day. And, and that's really, that's really sweet. That's really nice. I think it helps you to understand what is important and what your priorities should really be. Right. Yeah. So thinking that, like thinking of the grief, thinking of the change, thinking of, um, again, those little surprises along the way, like for us as, for us as adults, uh, like we can process that. And if we have older kids at home, um, they're just, you know, mentally and emotionally capable to kind of, you know, work through some of the, the change. Uh, but for our, for our younger kids, like if we've got a five-year-old home, five-year-old at home or an eight-year-old at home, um, how do we sort of walk them through the process of kind of grieving what they've lost, uh, but also recognizing the good things that we've sort of gained in the midst of, uh, in the midst of loss? Uh, how have you done that with your kids? Um, are there some good things that you uh, would suggest uh, in, in that, uh, to that question? I, I actually kind of like this thought because, and I'm, I'm going to let others add to this because this is going to be a really short thought, but like the ages you, you just talked about, like eight-year-olds, five-year-olds, like our oldest is 10. Um, if I understand it right, like they don't necessarily even know what they're feeling right? Like they can't even process that fully or identify that, that fully. And so just being able to recognize on their behalf, like something's, something's going on with them and, and helping them identify that is, is one thing that I've been trying to be aware of a little bit. Um, our five-year-old loves hugs. And so that's just like today, today was just kind of a tiring day for her, right? She was just, you know, stubbing her toes and everything and whining about stuff. And it was a hard day. And so just trying to think like, she doesn't realize what's going on, but I can tell she's tired and I can't just make her not tired, but I can give her a hug. I can listen to her and, you know, just try and try and be there because of how I know who, who she is. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I said, that's, that's a short thought. Wiser minds can add to that, but uh, mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's a lot what comes to mind initially. Can I jump in, Jamie, on that? Because that's exact. You're, I have the follow-up for your thought. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so um, I don't know about you all, but my kids actually um, don't always process emotion really well. And so I've done a lot of discovery around that. And I found like a lot of these old tools that we used to use more often are coming back into play and they're really, really helpful. So one of the things that works really great for us is I've had the kids um, drawing out facial expressions or body expressions for different emotions that they might feel. And they come up with a couple every day. So, you know, if you're happy, you know, or if you're sad, you might, I don't know, draw the teary eye or whatever. And then we talk about um, how that makes us feel or why we feel that way or what are things that, you know, we just try to do some awareness around those feelings. So I think, I think his, Hudson has a book and I think he's up to 35 different emotions now. And it's really helpful because on days when you just don't know what in the world is going on or what they're feeling, they can flip through the book and look at the pictures and just say, Oh, Oh, that face is how I feel inside. And then that helps them because then you at least have a, a jumping off point as a parent to start processing um, that emotion. And and just normalizing it for them. Like I think to normalize all the emotions and say, Hey, we have them. This is normal. So 
it's good it's good to feel lost it's good to feel sad it's good to feel safe it's whatever the feelings are um anyways so yeah that's been that's kind of been an old tool that we've resurrected <laughs> it's been helpful that's so good mm -hmm. i know one of the things um just in our family is we've tried to continue to have conversations about so what are you guys thinking about this how are you feeling about this and um let that not be a scary thing um i think for me i've tried to kind of develop this atmosphere of hopefully peace um for me it's um and my girls it's kind of been listening to this one song kind of repeatedly and um as they listen to it just letting it be something it's it's a, a christian song um just about how we can trust god and we can have hope in him and as they've sort of been listening to it um developing this almost this attitude in our my whole home of peace and of the fact that we can trust god and just today we're having this um theological type of conversation because my girls are starting to think about god and it's they're starting to think about god in a different way like well can't jesus just take this away can't jesus just like make the coronavirus stop because every single day they're praying help everyone with the coronavirus get better help them not be sick for as long you know these are the prayers that are coming out of them and so my youngest was saying the other night, why doesn't Jesus just take this all away? And today, as she was bringing this up again with Haley, Haley said, because God is up to something good. <laughs> and it was interesting to see that even though 10 minutes before she was saying, I miss my friends. I miss school. If you know, like she had a stick in her hand and she was like, if this was a coronavirus, I'd do this with it, right? Like she's experiencing <laughs> and expressing her, her frustration towards it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, being able to say, well, God is up to something good. And it was kind of this moment that the three of us sort of shared together of this almost practice of trust and this exercise of continually practicing what that looks like in both words, um, outwardly and together and knowing that we have each other to kind of depend on in this. And so I know that's been a part of how we've just tried to process through it is just continue to talk about it and how we're feeling and being okay with our different emotions. Because I know, again, our kids are going to feel things they don't even know from this. And so for us to be patient, both with them to go through their different feelings and with ourselves, because we're learning different sides maybe of our, our kids that we maybe have so far, right? And we're with them a lot more. So um, yeah, it's, we're definitely in a learning phase. All of us are. So we need to be gracious with ourselves and with them, right? I think it's really um, important to validate their feelings because you can't, you can't often help how you're feeling. You just, feelings just are, right? Like you're sad, you're upset, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're confused, whatever it is. So um, I think it's a really great thing to validate that. And, uh, and Jen, I think your idea of having them draw the different ones is a really great way, especially for kids who don't really know how to verbalize um, their their thoughts and feelings and then they can just show you the picture and and um and carry on and bringing it all back to the lord is a great thing and i think haley has just you know nailed it with that god is up to something good we we question so many different things in this world we don't know we don't understand why 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 right but god is up to something good and he's working in all of our lives and he's nearby and he's close and he has a plan and we have to trust that we have to just put aside all of our 
thoughts and our doubts and everything else and just let God be God and trust him. Mm-hmm. And that, that whole idea of validating emotions, like that's, that's true for a five-year-old and a 15-year-old, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes um, just having space to, or inviting someone, helping them find space to kind of process that, like we're talking about, what am I actually feeling, right? Um, like at my age, I still have to do that sometimes, right? <laughs> just the sense of like, what actually is going on inside me? And uh, so helping our kids do that can be, um, it can be, well, it's great for them. I think it's rewarding for us as well to, to share those moments with our kids. And I know we've, we've also been trying to even just share with our girls a little bit about what we're thinking or how we're feeling through it as well, right? So that they get a sense of what, what we're processing, trying to be age appropriate with them, trying not to freak them out. You know, if I'm in a moment of like, wow, this is, this is falling apart every, you know, like just, I don't want to terrify my kids, but um, you know, just being honest about where we can with them and, and engaging with them as honestly as we can as well has been something that I feel like we've, we've tried a little bit and just, just look for opportunities for it, not forcing it, not trying to just make it happen arbitrarily, but just seeing, Oh, maybe this is a space where we can have that conversation. Sometimes when your kids are younger, they think that you have all the answers and, um, and you and I both know that we don't have all the answers. So I think it's really a great opportunity for you to say, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen next. But I'm trusting that God knows what's going to happen next. So it's a, great, um, it's a great way for them to see your faith and your humanity in all this. And to, um, to see you struggle, to see you trust. It's good. It's good stuff. And as I think about this, and I, I, I think what uh, all's been said is, is so helpful, I, I think for us it can be easy, again, because we can sort of process on a different level than our kids can uh, oftentimes. Uh, it can be easy for us maybe to get frustrated with them, um, to kind of maybe minimize their feelings, minimize some of the frustrations that they're having. Uh, but I think what we're saying is, hey, let's talk to them. Let's validate how they're feeling. Uh, let's have some empathy. Uh, let's, um, yeah, let's journey with them. And I think that's, that's good parenting. That's healthy parenting. Um, I think one of the things too, you can, if you've got, uh, if you've got older kids or teens in your home, I think just even making a list and on one side of the list, put, you know, grieving and on the other side of the list, put, um, you know, blessings or good things and just, just give them space to, to fill in the, the chart. All right. With all the things that, Hey, you know, this sucks, you know, this, this is terrible about this. Here's the things that I wish were different and, uh, and then helping them talk about that and process that. But then also look at some of the blessings or look at some of the good things maybe that's come from this and really helping and encourage them to kind of look deep and say, okay, um, not, it's not all bad. Right. And, and uh, just, just to help them walk through that. Um, I, I love that idea in the sense of it helps it helps validate where they're at, right? Like we we know that families right now are dealing with job loss, right? We know that's happening. And if your kid is stressed out about not being able to see their friend for a few weeks, right? It can be easy to kind of be like, you know, that's your problem. That's mm-hmm. what you're, you know, and and um and to kind of put ourselves take a step back and realize let's give our kids space to process what they're grieving in their life 
but then also invite them into seeing that this isn't all about you either, right? There are greater and bigger things happening. Um, we know there is terrible, <laughs> there's tragedy and suffering with what's going on in the world right now. There always has been, this is just kind of heightening it even more now. And so I'm, I'm thinking through what you just talked about with, the, with the, the two columns in the list and thinking what a great exercise to validate, but also invite into seeing that there's more, more to, to be thankful for and to grieve than just in your own experience. There's people mm -hmm. outside yourself. Yep. Well, hey, um, I want to move on. Uh, there's so much. Uh, there's so much online uh, about scheduling and routine. And for each family, uh, really, it is about finding a new routine, a new balance, a new normal, right? And for each family, that's going to be a little bit different based on kind of what you have to do during the day, who's home, the ages of the kids that you have at home, um, and, and numerous other factors. But as you look online and as you see people putting different things out, oftentimes it's with the, um, you know, just with this is the best, right? This is the, the ultimate guide to family scheduling. And so my question, I think, for you is how do we take all this in, all the advice, all the things that we hear and we see and we read, how do we kind of take that in and process it and find kind of that new healthy balance and routine that kind of fits our family? Um, how, do, how do you go about that or what would you say to, to that? I would love to start. Um, I am uh, the kind of person that would have looked at 25 different schedules or 50 and tried to figure out uh, exactly which one sort of matched our current family rhythm, but also added in a little extra schooling and then also was intentionally pushing us forward because we need to be better than the homeschoolers that we know or no, just kidding. <laughs> um, and I, so I, I did actually start down that road of overthinking, overanalyzing, overworrying about how a schedule would meet our family's needs in this new season. Um, and I would just like to part with the best advice I got in the whole season um, from a homeschooling mom and uh, pastor's wife in uh, British Columbia. And so she's been at this for a while. I follow her because she's funny, not because of the homeschooling. But now that my kids are home and I have to homeschool, she just came on and said the, the best thing. She said, listen, go easy. Start small. Don't, don't come up with your color-coded, organized, every five-minute schedule because you'll fail. And then you won't – it's hard to get back up again, especially when you're in this kind of a, a season and everybody's – needing to be their best selves because you're stuck in the house. So just go easy. Start with a few new things in the day. You know, if today you're going to add to your schedule, aside from your normal, we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Maybe you add, you know, an hour of craft time, and then you add an hour of outside time, you know, and, and just build from there. So, um, We've been home for two weeks. I have been slowly building little by little based on my capacity and based on the kids' capacity for a schedule and for rhythm. And um, I think we're getting, we're getting really close to one that's working. So, um, and it's, 
it is flexible. It's flexible based on emotions. It's flexible based on weather. It's flexible based on um, interests too, you know, but at the same time, it's coming up with a pattern that we can follow that everybody can feel like, okay, I have structure, you know, and they're not um, drifting. So no, I think just go easy, start small, one day at a time. I know for I think me, the, when I, oh, go ahead. No, no, you. <laughs> I know for me, when, when um, you see those sort of lists and those routines, I think a couple of things can happen um, for us as moms. And it's a really big opportunity for mom guilt to come on because we see all these, you know, finely oiled um, tools and schedules. And the first thing that, that we think is, oh, shoot, how in the world am I going to do that? And so right away, we feel like we failed. And I think right now in the space that we're living in um to have to fight against failure is probably the last thing that would be healthy for us in this in this season um so i know for me um i try to resist just because of my own personality um the you know temptation of okay what is everyone else doing and i have to live up to that because i have a i, I doubt myself a lot so i have this problem with oh no i need to make sure i'm doing what everyone else is doing because you know we, we want to fit in properly but i had to sort of resist that and kind of say, okay, what is this going to look like for my family right now? What is this going to mean? Because I could look at someone's best schedule, but for me, that would be the worst schedule because of what I'm going through. And so I think instead of seeing those schedules as like, this is the best way to think of them more as inspiration, because there is no best way. I think there's a best way that works for your family. And that's what you need to do right now. And so for me, yes, we have, a, we have a schedule, but because of we're not in a school system, we're not tied to it the same way. So it's okay if our kids are outside for 15 minutes longer or maybe even half an hour longer, right? Um, and actually, there's actually opportunity for a spiritual component we can put in there now too that we didn't have before. And there's so many opportunities that maybe we wouldn't have um, if we wouldn't just maybe sit down even with God about it and say, God, what is this season going to look like for us? Mm -hmm. What does it look like for me in my home right now to serve my kids with the schedule and serve myself because this isn't supposed to be something we're confined to and like, Oh no, we've got to check those off um, our list. We just, we want to be with you in this and we want to experience you as a part of this. And so how can you kind of be a part of this journey? And so I think for me, I've seen it as just don't compare. As soon as we start comparing, we feel this failure and then we are not motivated to do anything and it's just really hard. So having to sort of lay that down and think, no, I'm going to come to something that I have peace at in my spirit um, in my home and even in a spiritual way, um, as well. And this in the season of time. That's good. I think the key to all that is, is one word that you said, Jen, and that's flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, we all know day to day, there's some days where we are supposed to clean the house and we're <laughs> the last thing we want to do is clean the house. So we bake or we go shopping or we do something different. But, and I think, it's okay to say to your kids, okay, well, we were going to do math all day today, mm -hmm. but I can see you're not into it. <laughs> so let's do something else. Or it's a beautiful day outside. Let's go outside and do some stuff or go and play in the cut mm -hmm. down trees or whatever it is, right? But to have that, that flexibility where you say, you know what? I think I know what you need today. Let's go and do this together. Let's let's play that game or it's pouring outside and you were going to do something else. And you just have that, that close family time in, instead. And you, you, 
you gauge the temperature of your family and you act accordingly or change the schedule accordingly so that it works for you on that day. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, we, hundred years ago, we homeschooled for um, quite a long time with our kids and they did great. But I'll tell you, we didn't, we didn't do school eight hours a day, every day. We were flexible. If I could see they were just not into it or they were ready to kill each other or something it was like okay project time you know we're all gonna do this or <laughs> we're all gonna run to a different corner and do this you know so you just need to know what your kids need and just keep gauging that day by day because it's gonna keep changing some days they're gonna love being home some days they're gonna hate being home and it's gonna be the same for you and me some some days it's great to be home and not have to go anywhere and other days I'm like isn't there anywhere I should, you know, pop over to or go somewhere? So your kids are going to feel the same way, same as you. I've, I find that really helpful hearing that because I know like my, my personality, my tendency would be, okay, what is the system that's going to work for my family, right? Like I, I'm good with understanding my kids. Let's, let's figure out, but then let's, let's, let's fine tune that system and then let's just stick to it because this worked, right? And then because I think, man, if I have to adjust this every day, you know, that's way too much energy. I need something that I can, <laughs> that I can repeat over and over again and just kind of funnel them through and just like, whatever you did yesterday, that's what you do today. Right. <laughs> and so like, that's, that's what I wish could happen. Mm -hmm. And so like my, I have to remember to kind of come to that happy medium between the place of finding like, yeah, there are things that can be repetitive and we can go to over and over because I want my, my kids to, to also have that sense of, you know, my, one of my big lines with them is like, I'll say, hey, can you go do that? I don't want to. And it's like, well, do it without wanting to. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter to me whether you want to do it or not. You're just going to go do it. Right. And, uh, but realizing that, that, that only works certain times in certain places. And so that, that reminder of flexibility of saying, yeah, you can have some repetition. The point of a schedule is that you have some framework, but within that framework, you can, you can, uh, alternate, you can, you can decorate differently. You can, you can add different flavors in there. And, uh, and so that, that's where that reminder is really good for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would add, I've been talking to some families where both parents are trying to work from home right now. And, um, and owning a schedule right now is crazy for kids and two parents uh, working individuals. So I just feel like there is going to be that balancing act of actually having a schedule because kids yeah. running wild don't help you work. Um, but at the same time, right? Like, and finding one that works for them and also your working hours. So I really think it's going to be tough to tailor for each family what they need. But How much does this matter on the age of your kids. Like ours are <laughs> ours are younger, right? Um, Jane, yours are all out of the house. Martin, yours are widespread, all all different ages. Like Jen, you've got you've got kids that are older than ours and younger than ours, right? Like this feels really uh, like it's, it's family centric on this. Like it, it is. It yeah. On, on where you're like, is this just basically that whole thing again of know your kids understand where they're at and, and what they need. Is that, is it, is it as simple as that? Yeah. And know what you need that day. I mean, some days you're not in the mood to teach them long division and you're just going <laughs> to, it's Never. just going <laughs> to be a big fight. So, I mean, like let's bake and do, you know, fractions instead or something. Right. So, you know, 
like let's try and make it a little bit enjoyable for yourselves as well this is not meant to be punishment for you right and I would think, um, just adding to some of that, I think, uh, and, e and everything that's been talked about is good. Um, um, and I think, I think, allow your schedule to serve you. And I know we've sort of said that in different ways, right? But um, you don't serve your schedule, your schedule serves you. And so, uh, yeah, I think just be flexible with that. Um, and I think your kids are going to tell you, right? They're going to let you know sort of the schedule that um, that works best for them. But I also think allow your kids to surprise you, like bring them into the conversation of scheduling. I, I don't know if this needs to be sort of a top thing, you know, top down uh, decision that you're going to do this now and you have to do this now. Like if you've got kids in school, they're used to a certain routine at school. So maybe it's an opportunity to talk to them about that. Okay, what would you do in the morning? What's your school schedule like at school? And invite them into that conversation. And maybe they're used to doing math first when they get to school. And if we're trying to force them to do English or grammar or whatever, that's maybe not what they're used to. And so just even allow them to speak into maybe it is the school day portion of your day. But um and then, yeah, and then allow them to surprise you. Like uh, my daughter has been doing schoolwork here for a few days now, and uh, it's just been a joy to watch her uh, sit for longer than I could ever sit <laughs> and, and, and just kind of plug away at it. And I, I think it's a great time just to affirm our kids and say, hey, you know what, you're really, you're really dedicated. You're persevering through that. Uh, that's awesome to see. And uh, just kind of really encourage them uh, in that uh, in the pursuit. So, um, so when we're thinking of our day and our routine, our daily schedule, uh, we sort of uh, mentioned this kind of on and off uh, different things. Uh, what uh, what are some things you want to consider to include? And kind of like we've got this clean slate almost. Like for some of us, we've been praying for more family time. <laughs> And, and we've got this, you know, the, surprise. This, yeah, this, this surprise. Um, Never think, okay, well, like, what things do you want to make sure to include in your day, right? Like, what is that gonna, uh, what is that gonna look like uh, for your family? As you think of, hey, we get to craft a schedule, we get to craft a new routine. Uh, what are some things that we value as a family that we want to include in our day? Um, for our family, I know that one of the things that we cannot dispense with is the idea, oh, this is going to sound crazy, that, okay, we are going back to school someday, and we are going back into the workplace someday. So every morning, we're going to get up and pretend like we're going to school. We're going to actually get dressed this morning. We're not going to do every day in our jammies. Some days we do because it's a fun pajama day. But other day, you know, we get up, we get dressed, we eat our breakfast like we always did. I stopped short of actually marching them to the bus stop and bringing them back. Um, <laughs> but I considered it this morning. I was like, you know, I think you guys just need to remind yourselves that this is like, but just for, um, for physical reminders that we're changing parts of our day. So like we wake up, 
we get ourselves sort of motivated and ready for the day and then we do our day. And, um, and so for me, um, I've been enjoying adding, um, uh, a Bible study part for the kids and I, where we pray together, we worship together, we, we, we do our study together. Um, but then also being able to add a little bit of extra, um, art as well. So we're doing a lot more creating together, which we're enjoying. And then, um, for our family, we've added adventuring as well. So, um, but that's kind of getting harder cause you're not really supposed to go outside. So <laughs> it might be, it might be indoor adventuring with, uh, you know, zoos that are doing all all their stuff online now or you know different kinds of and tried to kind of do um something fun sorry am i gone you're back am i here still <laughs> Just something gone, fun. But now you're back. <laughs> okay, so we're just trying to do something fun like every few days just to keep it uh, feeling fresh. So we turned our house into a hotel and I had the kids um, book out rooms for their stuffed animals and learn how to write a business plan and um, figure out how to charge their guests. And then they had a grand opening ceremony with a ribbon cutting and everything. Um, and then in the morning they had... Um, you know, continental breakfast and then a review system. And then we wrote um, projects based on that. And I, for me, that just kept it interesting. And it wasn't just like, another day, <laughs> here we go. Kids are going to fight. I'm going to hate it, you know, and this is going to be great. Um, so I just think I can't do too many of those. That's too tiring. But like one a week is good. You know, it's just something to look forward to. So this week on Friday, we're going to camp indoors. So we're going to build tents and I don't know. That's so good. Do that's something, good. something they can look forward to that's incentive, you know. And mm -hmm. I feel like I know your kids well enough to know like, oh my goodness, they would have loved that, right? They would have mm -hmm. <laughs> totally into that. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. They did. And what was really helpful too was, um, so I have a middle schooler, Olivia's in grade seven, and um, she's missing some of her leadership training this year um, and their trip they were supposed to have a final trip to Ottawa and all this, all these things are being canceled for her. And so she finally said to me, mom, I'm a leader in my class. And I, you know, I do these things with school council and blah, blah, blah. And now that I'm home with little brothers, I don't get to lead anything. Mm. And I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that part, you know? So it helped to have um, family schedule activities that she leads, you know, to mm. enhance her, leadership skills <laughs> so yeah no that's really great and the fact that you're not putting the pressure on yourself to do something like that every day is oh my gosh is I'm very crazy. healthy <laughs> and and i think it's important just because we know our kids need to do school and have projects and go outside and do all those things it's okay if they don't do it on one day or something right so again as much as you are are willing to or are able to put into it, that's what you should do. You should never, you know, just try and keep up with the other family who's bragging about, you know, all the amazing exactly. things they're doing. It's like, yeah, you know what? That's great for you, but 
I'm spending some quality time with my kids in a different way. So, yeah, so that's great. Good job. And how fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did catch on eventually. They were like, I think you're making us clean the house. <laughs> now. So what if I am? <laughs> Housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know that I have a whole lot to to add to that. Like that was, that was awesome to listen to. I know, like just in terms of things I want to include with the girls, I'm trying to. I think more even just for my sake, take advantage of the fact that you know we all have to eat lunch. So whereas I don't usually get to do that with my family, now I now I do. So you know, try to add one more meal together. Um, if the weather's nice, you know, hey, let's eat a little faster and let's go for a walk around the block or something together. Just to, just to, you know, make use of that time. Sometimes at work, I'll, I'll do that on my own just to clear my head and, and kind of give my body a bit of exercise. And so it's like, well, I know I need these things. Why don't I do it with, with one of my daughters or all four of us or whatever it is we're doing. So um, yeah, nothing like that is, far from revolutionary right that's nothing too substantial but it's just it's some little things that for me i think oh just some small adjustments and suddenly there there's uh, value added there for i think all of us mm -hmm. i know one thing i think you touched on this too jen that i felt was good to add to our rough schedule idea um was just like a devotional time for the girls uh, where they could have their own quiet times we don't have that same kind of time like we do devotions in the morning with them every morning but that's together um, but to kind of start teaching them this idea of like that's when I do my time so we're just you're gonna do your time then too and so to be able to kind of do that together all on our own um, hopefully helped help to teach them and for me this more comes out of like my own desire and need to trust God um, I've been learning to trust God for a long time and I feel like I still will keep learning this and so um, I kind of was hoping that this would be something that they would learn to establish themselves in a little bit more as we go through this sort of uncertainty, right? At least there's some sort of foundation here that they can come back to. So the way that looks is a little bit different for each of them because they're different ages. Um, for Emery, she more just goes through her Bible and picks out a, a story she wants to wants me to read her in the Bible or something. And Haley can do her own devotionals because she got the ones from church actually. Um, every day with God, she has her own Bible. And so she does her prayer journaling and whatever. Um, so that's something that I've been excited to be able to incorporate. Um, and then usually Emery will just write out the verse or something that we're doing. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like I've really been excited about that part. Um, for me, I feel like, uh, which I think we talked about this is adding this idea of rest. And I think mm -hmm. things feel really like there's, they're busier and they're not if you know what I mean, right? Things are busier because we're learning this new dynamic. It feels like we're learning this, this way of connecting with people. It feels like there's a lot more going on in some regards, but we're not as, as busy outwardly. And so I'm trying to foster myself. And I think together we talked about this today too, of, of this idea of understanding what it means to be in a lifestyle of retreat um, and rest and being able to even take a couple minutes throughout your day, just to pray for a couple minutes, um, maybe just to breathe and think about, um, maybe just saying for me, I just say, I trust you, Jesus. Sometimes that's just what I say. Um, and having that sort of, um, I guess adding that to a rhythm kind of thing, um, has been something that I think I want to do and, and, and incorporating that idea of rest 
um, because I think what we establish now will be a good grounding for when we go back into this work world. If we have a lifestyle of rest that we understand and intentionality of rest, hopefully that will continue on. Because like you said, Martin, um, we are, yeah, we, we actually have this time now. We've been kind of hoping, some of us have been praying for this time where we actually have more family time and now we actually have it. So I, I know I want to use it well and develop new habits in, in those healthy ways. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think with that, uh, you were kind of mentioning it there, uh, like for us who are at home and we're still working, um, again, just to set really good, healthy boundaries for yourself uh, when working, because again, uh, it's easy, the computer's there, the computer's open, a message comes in, an email comes in, it's just really easy to always be on and always be working. And so to, to really set healthy boundaries for you and uh, for yourself, um, I think, I think is, is smart too, um, with that. Um, maybe last question here, uh, before we, uh, before we finish off our first, uh, webcast is, um, how can we help our kids, uh, combat loneliness during this time, especially if you've got an extrovert at home, uh, especially if they love being out with people, with friends, um, how do we help them combat that loneliness? I'm just thinking about all the things not to do. <laughs> I'm actually hoping someone has an answer for this because I have an extroverted kid that's going a little bananas right now with disappointment that, you know, he thought, oh, 14 days of self-isolation, I can do that. And now it's dragging on and, and there's just these indefinite time periods coming up for how long and how like how much distance he has to have and when can and so um I don't know I don't know if this is true of all extroverts but I have found that my extroverted child is also very physically affectionate and so um one of the things I've had to be really patient about is I'm not as physically um, affectionate and so is just to give extra hugs and give more back rubs and high fives and um yeah just to be to be more physically available um and to remind myself it's not forever and he can hug someone else soon and <laughs> i'm like ah um but i would yeah i would really i mean we have tried to call some of his friends and see if there was a way to get them on Google Hangouts together or something just so they can see each other's faces and say hi. Um, How did that work for you? Um, as long as parents are okay with it, it's good. You know, um, I think that with school uh, restarting sort of virtually on Monday, that's going to actually be really helpful um, because I think a lot of the teachers are, are um, going to be connecting with the kids. Um, and I think, um, for Olivia, she's not as extroverted, but her teacher's already been doing Zoom classes with her and her friends. Mm -hmm. So they've had a chance to interact throughout all of this. So it, she's not feeling quite as isolated, which is really nice. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, if there's any other suggestions, boy, I'd be glad. <laughs> this is really like a, a societal 
you know, blind spot. Like we don't really know, right? Like, like usually it's just like, I send my kids to school and they <laughs> spend all day with their friends. And I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to think about how, how that works. I have to think about which, which of those relationships do I want to kind of nurture or nudge them towards a little bit mm -hmm. more. And now it's, how do I give any? Yeah. So we've, we've experimented with kind of the, a, a best friend where we're, we're close enough with the family. Let's do a duo call. Let's try that. And so the girls, they had their tablets and they each brought them into their, into, well, we have eight tablets. So, so Haley had, had that, took it into a room with her friend on the other side of the screen. And they, they somehow managed to have a play date in their rooms with their toys. <laughs> I don't even know how that worked, but for them, that's, that's what they put together. Right. Um, yeah. I know. Like, yeah, she's been, I mean, she's been crafting, doing things for her friends that they can, you know, mail or, or drop off in a mailbox, you know, um, let it sit there for a couple of days if the family is really concerned and then, you know, pick it up after whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, we've talked a little bit about even like snail mail, the idea of like pen pals, like what if you go back to, to something like that? So yeah, I don't, I don't have a great answer other than we're, we're just kind of trying things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it probably takes us full circle, right? Right back to that. Um, how do we process our emotions? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Extroverts are processing um, without their people to process. Yeah. You know, and that's pretty hard to do. So our girls are young enough that like story time is still a, a highlight for them. And so my mom actually, for most of the day, probably like several days in the past week and a half, has done a hangouts call with our girls and and our two nephews and so she's read them a chapter or two a day at the same time nice. on that call mm -hmm. and that was just one of those where i'm like all right you know well done oma that was that was fantastic good job because i didn't like i didn't think about that we didn't put that together but it was it was on her and um our, like my parents are pretty close geographically but i i love that even if you're not that's something that families could do right now right yeah. like that's that's mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a really great thing to to use the technology um, as best that you can for your kids and and respective ages, right? So, um, so last Friday, um, this extrovert planned a um, online virtual party with her friends. <laughs> so I sent out the invitation for seven o'clock that they should come um, with their snacks and their favorite drink, and we were all meeting online at seven o'clock. And so we did. And you know what? It was actually really good and we laughed and uh, you know, uh, some had bowls of chips in front of them and candy and different things. And I mean, I was kind of tongue in cheek about that part, but they did. And we, we literally chatted for like two hours and it was actually really fun. And so if you can do something like that for your kids, have them invite their friends to a virtual party um, just to hang out and chat and, um, and I know I, I don't really encourage, you know, people playing like video games across the ways because I think that gets a little crazy. And, but, um, but, but definitely, I mean, if the computer's there and your child is sitting in front of it, you're nearby and you're kind of monitoring what they're talking about or what's happening on, online. And so, um, yeah, just like that. And like you said, making stuff for their friends and their loved ones and, and dropping it off and you know, going for that drive and putting it on their, their front porch. It's a physical thing that they can do. I mean, I don't know how some people feel about baking, but I don't know, it might be kind of awkward, right? People don't want your, anything from your house. So, um, yeah, so 
just be creative, as creative as you can. Uh, something that means a lot to your child, like whatever their, their, their love language is or how they like to express their love to you. Like you said, you're, you're taking those hugs and you're, and you're taking that, that physical touch that your child needs. And yes, it's not your favorite. It's not what you need, but you're, you're, you're putting their needs in a, in a healthy place. And I think that's, that's the whole thing that you're just trying to meet their needs. It's a rough time. It's just a very different time. I mean, who would have ever thought we would be locked in our homes for weeks on end? Like it just seemed, that just seems like a crazy story, you know? So, so just keep being creative. You're already doing such a great job. Yeah, that's good. I think uh, like what we're saying there, yeah, creatively using technology to connect. And again, whether they're your, they're your extroverts or your introverts, uh, finding those ways to um, uh, connect and give them kind of what they need uh, during this time. And um, yeah, so are there any, um, any last things that you, you just want to communicate and tell people and encourage them with? Um, again, just thinking of Kind of adjusting to the new norm, the new routine that we find ourselves in, um, leveraging this time uh, to really set our family up well and to make our family stronger. Um, any any final thoughts? Out to me from this is that encouragement to to try things, but but don't set yourself up for failure by by overburdening yourself or your kids or your, your spouse right that just make it make it reasonable uh keep trying keep developing and, and try to enjoy that process as, as you go through it i almost think you have it hardest martin with having a, a teenagers in the house because i mean younger kids can be don't take this the wrong way, a little more easily amused. You can just find some cool things to do or fun things to do. But I don't see the boys saying, hey, yeah, let's play hotel. Let's clean the house. Let's do these great crafts. So I, I don't know. I, I feel it would be harder, harder for parents with uh, teens to keep their kids engaged and keep them from um, dying of, of boredom day in and day out. So kudos to you and, and Allison with your kids. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your secret, Martin? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I don't think, no real secret, right? Like it's, it's just, um, yeah, all, a lot of what we've, a lot of what we've talked about today. Um, uh, yeah, just, just finding what they like to do and encouraging them, encouraging them in that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, the nice thing with with older kids, I will say, is is they t can typically amuse themselves. Um, and so, with with the younger kids, sometimes it's more parents putting things in front of them uh, to do. Uh, where with older kids, they they've got a list of things that they already like to do. Um, but it's interesting; like uh, it's kind of afforded uh, my older guys opportunities to try new things and learn new things. And so. Um, they've picked up a guitar and a couple of my boys are learning guitar to play. And uh, so another one of my boys is doing mm -hmm. some uh, uh, podcasting uh, with one of his favorite games. And so, um, yeah, they're just learning new things and putting it out there. And I'm, I'm just trying to encourage, uh, encourage that as best I can. That's great. It's really great. 
So I think the one thing I would say, yeah, for, for parents, this is a great opportunity to try new things, encourage your kids to, to try new things. Like um, school isn't all about books and uh, kind of structured learning, right? But there's lots of opportunities to um, try to build things and create things. And uh, so, yeah, I would, I would encourage them in that. That's great. And can I, can I just add to, to the fi my final thought is, um, is just kind of what Naomi had said about seeing new things in your kids and yourself. I just think in times of crisis, when everything changes, you're forced to see what, what you kind of, what you have, what you don't have. You're really much more, I think, aware of some of those things. And I feel like this is one of those awesome opportunity seasons to really just be so thankful for the things that you do have placed in your, I don't know, I used to say to the kids, it's like you have this backpack of all these things you've been gathering along all this time that you didn't even know you were putting in there. And I remember, um, so our youngest has a brain tumor and I didn't know that he had one until he was diagnosed. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, I have all these scriptures and I have all these, you know, these amazing tools in my backpack. I didn't even know I had, and now I'm using them, all of them. And this is amazing. And so I think this is like a kind of a season of revealing, like, what did you put in there? You know, you're going to mm -hmm. find new things you didn't even know you had. And then, and then also maybe a season of, oh, I can go get some new ones, you know? So go adventuring, find some mm -hmm. new skills or some new um scriptures new ways of connecting with god new ways of connecting with your family that you can you know take with you because i think we're all growing and change does that it kind of opens doors for us that mm. weren't there before great last thoughts that's awesome Well, hey, um, thank you for thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we hope to do this every week. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about um, talking about staying healthy as a couple. And uh, again, as this is kind of thrown a lot of different things on us as parents, um, for us as husband and wife, right? What does that look like for us? And and how can we remain and stay healthy uh, during this time? But um, yeah, I just want to say to you parents as well that that uh, you've got this, that you can do this, that you're doing a great job, and um, that if if you find yourself in a in a spot of need, that you just need to talk to somebody, or you need to vent, or you just need to say, I have no idea what's going on. I just want to encourage you to reach out to us at, at Bethany Church, and um, we're here. Uh, we're here with you. Uh, more importantly, though, we're here for you. And so uh, please do reach out. And um, yeah, so anyway, so we look forward to speaking with you and seeing you next week at seven o'clock. And we're going to be talking about um, how to stay healthy as a couple. Thanks again. And we'll talk to you again.